along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Knight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we are tearing down the most recent Reserve Bank monetary policy statement. We have got clips, we have got quotes, <laughs> and we're going to be going through what the Reserve Bank said now. For any of you people who aren't data nerds out here, you need to listen to this. This is important stuff. We're going to talk about house price predictions from the Reserve Bank. We're going to talk about where interest rates are going. And we're going to take all of the boring technical stuff and we're going to make it fun. And I'll tell you why, Andrew. We were recently at the Canterbury Property Investors Association and I asked them, who here listens to the podcast? Whole heap of hands go up. Well, who is going to be watching the Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Statement Media Press Conference? Gosh, that's a mouthful. Who's going to be watching the press conference? No hands up. So we've taken the press conference and we're bringing it to you. Now, let's talk about what happened at the Reserve Bank's most recent announcement. The OCR went up 25 basis points, 0.25%, up to 1%. That means we are now back where we were before the pandemic began because we were already at 1% back before we went into lockdowns. We then had the big surprise three-quarter cut actually to go down to 025 We're now back before the pandemic began. And on top of that, the large-scale asset purchasing program, which we talked a lot about on this show probably about two years ago, that's being repealed, or it's starting to be wound back, I should say. But the main message here is around that OCR going back up to 1% and even more what the Reserve Bank actually said. That's the important thing that comes out of this. Now, Andrew, tell us, what's the economic outlook? Where are we in New Zealand in terms of how the economy is going? We're actually pretty strong. So we've actually survived this COVID situation pretty well. And although at the moment you've got a lot less people spending money with you know, people being at home unwell and, and with the lockdowns last year, the economy is running really well. GDP is increasing faster than expected and unemployment is really, really low, 3.2, which you know, sounds quite good, but also has some negative side effects as well. You've got a bit of a labour shortage at the moment. And so as a result, you are seeing a rise in wages. Inflation is 5.9%, which is well above the 1% to 3% band that the Reserve Bank actually aims to get. So we're likely to see these interest rate increases. I can't believe you said that we've got a bit of a labour shortage. It's not a Sorry. bit of a labour shortage. All right. There's about 70% of businesses well, I just thinking we've got too many staff, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, 70% of businesses are saying they can't find skilled workers, so we're lucky to actually have some of those here. Now, what I want to talk about is that inflation is running so high above that target. What's the forecast for inflation, and when does the Reserve Bank think we're going to be able to get it back within that 1% to 3% range. Well, actually, I want to show you a graph. For any of you guys watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see the graph in front of me. The Reserve Bank is actually predicting that inflation will increase further before it comes down. They expect it going up to 6.3% later on this year, by mid-2022. So although 5.9% where we currently are sitting is high, Expect to see it get higher because you will be seeing that come in the stuff headlines once that eventually happens. They do expect that by kind of mid-2023, we will be back within that 1% to 3%. So based on their projections, inflation is going to get worse before it gets better. Now that raises a really good question, which you're all probably thinking, which 
isn't the Reserve Bank's job to keep inflation between 1% and 3%? Why don't they do more now? Well, that was actually one of the questions that a journalist asked the Reserve Bank governor at the press conference, and so I want to play you his response right now because it was quite entertaining. The important ones for us are more in the five, ten-year-ahead inflation expectations, which remain very well anchored. There is nothing we could do without creating unnecessary instability in output, interest rates, exchange rates, about the prices you are experiencing right here today. We are thinking about over the medium term. So in the Reserve Bank's mandate, they always say 1% to 3% over the medium term. And there's always been this question, which is, well, what does the medium term mean? He's just told you that. Over 5 to 10 years. And so... Gives you a little bit of wiggle room, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, look, he'll pro- he possibly could be out of the job <laughs> in oh, five years, let's be honest. <laughs> but what that shows you is that they're not willing to take action right now. We're still going to see inflation coming up. And what that really tells me is that if they're still taking a moderate approach to fighting inflation, over the next year or so, we are still going to have negative interest rates in real terms. And we're going to talk about those in about two days' time right here on the podcast. Now, you might be wondering, well, what does that then mean for interest rates? If we're going to see the Reserve Bank not taking, I mean, they will take action, don't get me wrong, but they're not going to put the OCR up to 3.5% tomorrow in order to really try and curb back the inflation that we are going to feel over the next 12 months, for instance. Well, over the near term, the next three months, I expect that this specific OCR change that we have just seen is not really going to impact the interest rates that you're paying on your mortgage. Now, why is that? It's because a lot of that has already been priced in. A lot of the expectation that the OCR is going to increase, banks have already adjusted for that. And I've got a clip for you at the moment. But the reason I want to point that out is where monetary policy has its biggest impact is when changes in the OCR are a surprise. So if we think back to kind of February, March 2020, the Reserve Bank had the biggest cut in history, cut interest rates to 0.25, down 0.75 of a percent, and boy did interest rates come down quickly Mm. because that was a real surprise. So let me play for you now what impact the Reserve Bank governor thinks that this change will have on your mortgage interest rate. Where we see the end outcome for interest rates in our projection uh, is significantly north of where the official cash rate currently is. Uh, That means that we still have work to do and the markets uh, see that also. And so the mortgage interest rates are already pricing in that forward look for us. So two things there. First of all, obviously, that they are going to slowly increase that OCR up to potentially 3.5% in their projections, and we'll talk more about that shortly. But the main trading banks, your ASB, your Westpacs, your ANZs, they're already pricing in some of these increases. So don't necessarily expect mortgage interest rates to jump 0.25 of a percent straight away. And oh gosh, I've got more I could say about that, but let's just continue on. But let's come back to that shortly. And Andrew, why don't we get into the really meaty part that was quite widely reported around what the Reserve Bank's expectations of house prices are. And I'm just going to bring those up on the screen as well. 
So the interesting thing is that the Reserve Bank now thinks that we have reached a peak in the market and their predictions are that we're going to have an 8.4% decline between now and the end of next year, 2023. Now that's across the whole market, so that doesn't mean that every part of the market will have a decline of that nature. It might be that some of them you know, carry on at the, the same rate, some of them might go up a bit, some of them might go down further, but across New Zealand where they're expecting an 8.4% decline by now, to the end of 2023, and then they'll start to rise again. But I think the key thing here is that we're now entering a buyer's market rather than a seller's market as we've experienced over the last few years. And you can see that on the graph here. We've gone from just shy of 30% house price growth. The Reserve Bank thinks that we might see a decrease of 5% per year. And you can see it here on the index as well, a peaking and then a trough. Now, what I will say about this specific graph and the projections released in the monetary policy statement is I do think that where they think we are now is actually in the wrong place. In yeah. fact, we are already starting to see those house yeah. price declines. Yeah. And in fact, they put it, not to tell the Reserve Bank Governor <laughs> what to do, but they did put the, their projection line in August. But that's my own little personal gripe. One of the other things that, as I was reading these notes before that we started recording, is I do think that they err on the side of caution when they're giving their predictions as well. It doesn't always end up being quite as bad as they predict. That's certainly the case, and you'll remember that we talked a lot about this. COVID's the obvious example where people think something bad's going to happen and then it doesn't necessarily. Look, I think what's important to note is although the Reserve Bank say 8.6% decrease, that doesn't necessarily mean that that level of decrease is going to happen. And I've got a really good clip that I want to play for you guys when they were asked about this. House prices, asset prices are notoriously difficult to forecast. Um, so we have a, a working assumption or a technical projection, if you like, that they decline by about nine percent over the next two to three years. But you know, time will tell whether that, you know that comes to pass. And I probably would just say we're more confident in the, in the direction rather than the magnitude. So key message there, they think there's going to be a decrease. They don't know by how much. And look, nobody knows. I've seen Westpac predicting negative 6%. I've seen some other banks saying negative 8. I saw one saying negative 10. Tony, Papa Tony that is, says somewhere between 5 to 10% fall. But I think what's important to keep in mind, because for some people, that's going to sound really scary, Andrew. For you and me, it's so embedded in our minds that house prices go up and house prices go down and you weather the volatility and if if you invest for 20 years, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and that's always the mentality we have. But for some people, this is going to be really scary. What I want to show you guys on YouTube and describe for you guys listening to the podcast is that even if you look at the Reserve Bank's projection, they're projecting it to go down. And then they're projecting it to start to come up. Yeah. So it's not like we're going to see house prices go down and keep going down for the next 20 years. And oh my gosh, we lost all of the increase <laughs> that happened over the last 18 months. No, they're talking about house prices going up 46%, coming down perhaps 8%, and then starting to recover naturally over time. And I think this is not necessarily something that people need to be scared of but it certainly does provide opportunities. Yep. And this is something that we're going to talk a lot about on the podcast over the next, 
I'm going to say week, but really it's probably going to be over the next year, year and a half as this starts to play out. As some people start to think, oh my gosh, house prices aren't increasing, so I shouldn't buy right now. Whereas actually, because we're moving from a seller's market to a buyer's market, that creates opportunities. Now, I know that some people will hear what I talked about before, which is the OCR increasing. And they may say, well, look, if most of the gains that have occurred in the market over the last 18 months, these 46% increases in house prices, if that's all down to low interest rates, then isn't that the end for house price growth over the long term? And I just want to play for you, actually, this is the most entertaining clip, so I've saved the best (laughs) for last, where a journalist asked about when Treasury recently came out. Treasury came out and said, oh, yes, low interest rates was the cause of high house prices. And I just want to play you the most entertaining clip from the Reserve Bank Governor. And of course, this is why you should all be with me listening to the press conferences. I mean, the whole thing was entertaining for someone like you, wasn't it? Here we go. Yes, thank you. I think you've been economic with the full quote of Treasury over a long period of time, and they're talking a couple of decades. We have gone through globally, that was a key word you missed, globally, a secular decline in nominal interest rates. That's an international decline around which New Zealand has zero influence. That has been the key driver of asset prices globally and including New Zealand asset prices. And so the key message here from the Reserve Bank Governor is like, look, over the last 30 years, and in fact, I recently saw an interesting graph, I can't remember where it was from, because I'd love to put it on the screen, of, I think it was a look over the last 300, 400 years of interest rates, showing that we have had a decline over centuries, where interest rates have been declining over time. And that, of course, is increasing all types of asset prices, whether that be shares, whether that be property, whether that be private companies with venture capitalists pouring money into internet companies essentially over in Silicon Valley. And that is causing appreciation. And so, look, a move from a 2.2% up to a 4% or a 5%, that's not going to cause property prices or asset values to come crashing down. What has caused the massive increase in asset and house prices has been this long-term trend down. And look, it doesn't appear like we're going to be going back to 26% interest rates like we were back when you were first buying a house, Andrew, which must have been quite scary. <laughs> You've been saving that one up, haven't you? Oh, I just love the digs about your age. It makes me feel good about my... my <laughs> Need for Botox? <laughs> I was going to say inexperience. <laughs> now... Let's wrap it up there, but what I want you to do is make sure you tune in to tomorrow's episode because we're going to be talking about, well, if house prices are down or expected to be down 8%, for instance, is it still worth investing in property and when should I invest in property? Because if we're moving from a seller's market to a buyer's market, hey, there's going to be some opportunity there. So should I still invest and when should I invest? Make sure you tune in tomorrow. And also, we are doing a webinar coming up in a couple of days' time. That's on this coming Tuesday, 7 p.m. We're talking about how to find a screaming good deal in 2022. It's going to be a banger. Sign up for that in the show notes. So tap or swipe over the cover-up. There'll be a link in there. Or for you guys watching on YouTube, it's going to be down in the description. Or just go to opuspartners.co.nz. You'll be able to sign up there. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.